Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, sixth day of May. Good morning, Georgia! Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Locust Grove. I mean, Locust Grove down in wonderful Henry County. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to y'all. It is a busy morning. Normally, we'd spend the next five minutes finding out everything we needed to know about Locust Grove and a few things that we didn't really need to know, but we got to move on because, first of all, um, Two pieces of business before we bring our guest on here to your frat brother. It could be any voice, okay. whatever voice okay. you would like it to be. We'll Mark, Mark, address Mark, that. Mark again. Melvin was saying, he's, you know, we talked about the voice you'd hear. He said it'd have to be, could it be a woman? It could voice? be anything that you, whatever that voice is that soothes you. And if you weren't listening earlier, we'll get into it later on. Okay. What we're talking about here. I brought up a question and obviously it's got people thinking. And secondly, from our last segment, we were talking about AI, Max's mother. It was yeah. Max's world. Read Sam what your Mac, what your mother texted you after our segment. Yeah, first of all, she loved the segment. Said, "Hey, to you guys," but then she said, uh, "She knows someone whose girlfriend has a chip in her hand, so she can open doors without a key." Dude, did you hear that? Whoa! Well, I didn't. We I didn't even know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it again, I, Max. What? She knows someone whose girlfriend has a chip in her hand, so she can open doors without a key. Wow. Listen, the whole segment was about AI and artificial intelligence, intelligence and what's yeah. next. And I thought this conversation is sort of blowing away the conversation we were having a month or so ago about chips being put in your body. People kind of forgot about that. And then his mother sends that. I don't know anybody with a chip. This we is just the start. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well. All right, man. We have got a very special guest, Mr. Crenshaw. Would you welcome him on here? Yeah. Welcome him in. Wow. Always, always great to do uh see some of the tremendous things that the Atlanta Track Club is doing throughout the year. We always focus on the 4th of July, but there are always things happening, and something truly special is happening uh, in Centennial Park, and it's already going on. And Rich Kennard, uh the CEO of Atlanta Track Club, joins us now uh, on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Rich, good morning, and welcome morning. back to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I, I'm sort of speechless. I'm trying to figure out this whole chip in the hand thing. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought we had cool things going on. And, and you do. And you do. Uh, what's what's a day like today like for running? You know, when it's overcast, it's kind of, you know, the sun is not out. This is a good day for running, isn't it? 
It is, and we've got a lot of good running happenings down uh, downtown uh, this morning. I'm standing right on Marietta outside Centennial Olympic Park. We just finished our, our Run with Maud 5K, uh, and then we've got some pretty exciting, spectacular, electrifying, fast people running in the Adidas Atlanta City Games this afternoon and evening right here at COP. Now talk about this event that's wrapping up because yeah. it's something quite special. Uh, yeah, thanks for asking. So in, in 2020, as the world was sort of melting down from, from COVID, uh, Atlanta Track Club learned how Ahmad Arbery was killed. He was killed while he was running. And for 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 the better part of, of half a century, the track club has been focused on running and walking. Uh, never occurred to us that running and walking is not safe for everyone. So we've been on a journey since then to tell the story about how running and walking really are not universally accessible. Uh, so today we celebrate the life of Ahmaud Arbery, who was killed while he was running, calling attention to this fact, trying to raise money for the Ahmaud Arbery Foundation, uh, which is focused on the mental and physical well-being of young black boys. Rich Kenna, CEO of Atlanta Track Club, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929TheGame.com. Having said that, what's going on tonight? you got runners and walkers going on of all abilities for the, uh, the is it the running, running City Mile? We do. So we, we start out uh, with, with some, sprint, some youth sprint events. We'll start, well, I'll start like this. We, we built a 150-meter track straightaway in COP, flat for the fastest athletes in the world to participate this evening. But we start with kids this afternoon, uh, and then everybody can go, uh, have the opportunity to run a road mile on the streets of downtown Atlanta, finishing on this track. So no matter how fast or slow you are, you're a speedster, you're a walker, everybody can take part. And then this evening, uh, under the lights in COP, we'll have the best Olympic sprinters from around the world chasing world records here on this specially constructed track. That is simply amazing. That is simply amazing uh, at, at a place and a venue that we uh, that is you know part of the legacy of this city from nineteen ninety six. What does it mean to have that have a uh, an event like this take place in that space? You said it better than I than I can. There, I, I, it seems entirely appropriate uh, that the, the the biggest gathering of Olympic icons, uh, Olympic sprinters, are doing it in the remaining most significant Olympic legacy for this, for this town, uh, this city, Atlanta. So it, it, it is special. It is the biggest gathering, as I said, since 96. And uh, the rest of the world will be watching us as, uh, as hopefully we, uh, we set some world records here this afternoon. How would you rate the participation of folks in Atlanta to, uh, to running and jogging and being a part of just the, the running community here? Uh, that's a great question. So Atlanta Track Club is the second largest running organization in the country behind New York Roadrunners. Um, but from, from a per capita perspective, I put Atlanta against any city in the world in terms of the people that are out there running and walking relative to its size. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. So when, you know, there are a number of events throughout the year that, that take place, and it seems like there's always a, a sizable number of people who can't wait. I'm sure registration goes quickly for those events. It does. Our, our flagship event is the, uh, the AJC Peachtree Road Race on July 4th, and people can still register for that, and that, that is the world's largest 10K. We'll have more than 50,000 people participating this year. Now, last go, go year, ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Tom. Last them. year, Rich, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, we're here on the ninth floor in wonderful Colony Square. Yeah. And, and for years, 
when Greg and I would work on July 4th, we could look back up Peachtree and see the runners when they're making the turn there coming through uh, yeah. and, and coming down Peachtree before they get to, you know, the High Museum and passes on the way into Piedmont Park. And while we were away for COVID, they built a very nice building right outside <laughs> our window. And so we cannot see. With an air conditioning unit with a, on the yeah, top. Right. We cannot see Peachtree Street anymore. From our vantage point here, nine floors up in the Kia Studios. Last year, they were nice enough to allow Greg and I to set up there right on the street, right front of Starbucks. And so, right, and so we got to see the whole thing. We got to see the people, and, and we want to come back this year. Yeah, you I, I hope, to- hope we were invited back. We didn't say anything bad. We didn't break anything, and, and so we <laughs> no, we, we, we we'd like to be back this year. If, if, if you and they had, they had a little seating like with, with VIPs there, right there where we were next to us. Though yeah. they had their own little cover. You know who was in there? Jen Hobby, our Star ninety four. Yeah, you know we're on the same company. I, I'm just saying, you know, we don't put no pressure on you, Rich. But you, you know, <laughs> if you can make a call, that's all we're asking. So, we want to so, be back. So on, on air right now, you, this is your official invite. Please be there. Okay. 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 Well, I mean, saying it, but I mean, yeah, you can yeah, secure yeah, the they, area. They, 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 are we confident you can secure that area. Yep. I, we got you. Okay. Okay. Right. It, it was great last year. Yeah, it was wonderful. We got to see everybody. And I, it, if we had stayed up here, we wouldn't see anything. I think that the people who don't go down there in the way, and, and let me ask you this, Rich, in all seriousness, though, was there a little bit of tweak as far as the presentation, the start of it, everything surrounding last year's because of the previous years where everything was shut down, COVID and all of that? Did you did you make some some changes to the uh, the way you do the ro- the road race? Yeah, we live in a different world now. So, so road races and marathons from all over the world are slowly normalizing. Uh, but uh, we we have a better understanding uh, of how to operate an event. We generally give people a little bit more space, uh, and that's a challenge when you've got sixty thousand people moving from point A to point B. Uh, but we learned a lot. Uh, last year was probably the, you know, the, the closest we've been to normal uh, since COVID. Uh, and we'll move even further this year. So last year we only had about 46,000. This year we'll have more than 50,000. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to that. It's my favorite day. We like to call it Atlanta's favorite day, Atlanta's finest day. Okay. Uh, and we'll just uh, we'll hope that the weather gods are good to us and, and not make it too, too humid. You know, Sam, he hasn't said something that I'm going to say right now, and, and it's a little say? bit of praise. What does he not say? Because one of the things that the Atlanta Track Club has to, has to navigate through each year in a city like this is construction. As it continues to grow, there are parts of the city that may be, you know, blocked here, blocked there. Is construction something that you've had to deal with through the years as far as as this city's grown? It is. So so this will be the 54th running of the Peachtree. So the first year was 1970, and there were 110 finishers. Uh, And as it grew through the 70s and the 80s, the city uh, got behind it. Uh, we do 30 or 40 events a year, and 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 for most of those events, we we have to we have to bend for construction. But because of Peachtree and what it means to the city, uh, they they work very closely with us to make sure that any construction projects that are happening at, at least cease for that day, uh, and then they work with us to make sure that we create a safe passage from Lenox down to uh, Piedmont Park for everybody. Here's that, folks. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Rich Canaan. The CEO of the Atlanta Track Club. And if you want to follow anything Atlanta Track Club, they are social. You can find them on Twitter at ATL Track Club, at ATL Track Club. Uh, what's the best way for people to get to this event? Because I imagine 
uh, later on today is going to be pretty congested with people, you know, for this event that's taking place at Centennial Olympic Park. Yeah, thanks for asking. We, when we designed this, we, we designed it in a way that we wanted to make it uh, open for everybody. So there are no tickets needed. Just come on down to, to COP. Uh, you're not allowed to bring bags into the park. We've got some entrances where you have to go through security. Uh, but uh, the, the, the fireworks, so to speak, start around 5 o'clock. They culminate at 945, actually, with fireworks. So if anybody uh, has never seen an Olympic sprinter, you've never seen Olympic speed. You've probably seen football speed, but you've never seen Olympic speed. So come check it out. Now, see, he got my interest with that. Yeah, no. He got my interest with that. that I'm going to ask the both of you, when was the last time you were clocked, say, in the 100, well, I know it's 100 meters normally, but 100-yard dash? Me? Yeah, I'm going back to grammar school. Oh, when was goodness. the last time you were clocked, it's and what probably, was that time? It's probably about when. I don't, I don't even remember. You don't remember? How about was. you? Rich, Did you? were you more of a marathon, or did were you timed in a sprint? What's your best time, if so? Uh, I could, uh, back in the day, I could yeah. probably run 11 seconds, and you'll, we'll, have, we'll have some folks. The fastest women out there today will, will run about uh, 10.8 seconds. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. I, my best time, and I was, I was 23 at the time being. I got clocked at 11.3. Okay. There so you that's, go. that's my best time. That's great. So Good stuff. Pretty, that was so, fast. So, go ahead. So if we, if we have an open lane, we'll, we'll give you a call. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Rich, thanks so, so much for spending some time with us this morning. Thank We're you, Rich. Have a wonderful day here in uh, Centennial Park in downtown Atlanta, and a great part of the Olympic legacy. Seeing some of those Olympians that we'll be seeing next year. Yeah, man. But they're here today, so thanks so much for joining. Enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. And it's a good day to, to not just participate, not just participate in something like this, but also watching it. Absolutely. Because you got a little bit. Actually, we had to open up this, man. We ain't seen ourselves. Well, you know, yeah. There we go. There we go. It's nice. I mean, it's no rainfall. It's just, no. just, it's just overcast. It's keeping it cool. I think those clouds may blow out here a little bit later on today though we get some sunlight in here. We're supposed to be up in the 80s today. Supposed to have been. That was the original forecast. I got to go steal me some dirt. Okay. Uh-oh. So I need that dirt to dry from the rain. Yikes. Because I'm, in, you know, the guy came by with the bugs, and he says, I got to fill up these gopher holes. I can't stick an M80 down there. No, well, no, I can't, you can't do, you I can't do, do a Bill you, Murray. You, you don't want to do that. So I got to figure out something. Yeah, that, um, that, that would disturb the neighbors. <laughs> the neighbors would really be disturbed. Our, 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 our next guest isn't here yet, but maybe he's getting in the elevator coming up. Okay. We're okay. hoping. Right. Uh, we used to see him all the time. Last time we saw the three of us, so I'm at the Hawks game. Yeah. So we're in JR. Hopefully JR will be with us. Either way, that you know, physically or on the phone, he will join us next. From JR Sports Brief. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. We have not spent very much time, other than the fact that later on in the 10 o'clock hour, we are going to hopefully have a report from Louisville in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I just was reminded of that. Two pieces of business real, i got to clean up real quick before we move on. Um, from the last segment, I can't believe I didn't tell Rich this. We had Rich um, Kenna on, the CEO of the Atlanta Track Club. Today is the anniversary of Roger Bannister. Wow. Busting the four-minute four mile, mile, man. Four-minute mile, right? This was, that happened on this day. We're sitting there talking about running. I didn't mention that to him. And uh, also, well, I'll bring our next guest in on this yeah, because man. I think that he would – have an interesting perspective. Uh, I want to mention Jr. Jr. You know Jr. from Jr. Sports Brief, but this is, is a here. friend. He is here. He is with physically us. here. Yes. Oh wait, wait, wait. We got to get oh, you turned up here a little bit. 
We got number two there. Give us a check, one, two. One, two, one, two. There you go. There you go. go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome, first of all. It's good to see y'all. Yeah, in the man. studio. I man. see y'all outside. I see y'all in the street every now and then, but it's good to see y'all. We're trying to get back on the street. Fourth of July, do that Peachtree Road Race again. That's what we were doing Well, they last run segment. right outside here. I, I know. know. They, well, they, they put us out there on the sidewalk last year. Before they put this building here, we could see them come down the street. Yeah, well, we, we went away for COVID, and they put this building out here. We can't see anything. Mid- Midtown is, is bumping everywhere. There's a crane. There's a crane here. There's a crane here. It's, it's built everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you've seen this place kind of transform. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. So before we get into sports, I'm going to bring you in on a conversation we had in the first hour or something I posed to my producer, Max, and Sam. And I gave Sam probably the best compliment I've ever given him. Let's hear it. Now, stay with me. I was thinking this past week, I I have a father who's in a facility down in Florida, and the regular conversations I have with him make me think about things. Sure. So I was thinking about what's next. I'm always saying I'm just a fat dude trying to get into heaven. Right, fat dude. Yeah, well, I lost some weight, but I started that one okay. <laughs> a bunch of pounds ago. All right, but I think we all who believe in heaven, yeah, when you get there, that voice that you hear, Morgan Freeman. Okay, that's yours. Okay, right. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what, that's that's what, that's what, that was, I thought that was, that was a yes. consensus. No, no, yeah. no, well, that's a good one. No, that's, that's a it, great it, one, and it is a good right. one. Let me say James Earl Jones, but that's a little, that's a little yeah, scary. Yeah. That's, that's but a little see, that'd be like Darth Vader, exactly. Right, right, right. So I asked that question, but you answered it. But we've had some people that respond. What if it's a woman? What if it's it? Obviously, would be whatever it is for you. If you're if you're Argentinian, it would be something. You know, in that language, it would be somebody, Maradona. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he just is saying he there? In sports. I don't know if he's still there. Oh, I don't know. If it were Argentinian, me, I want Gabriella Sabatini. To be honest with you, how about that? Yeah, you know, but that's just me. <laughs> but it was. What would be your voice? What would be that voice for you that you would want to greet you when you got to heaven? Man, I haven't thought that far. I'm trying to stay alive Again, on this side. I'm just yeah, telling you. Really I'm just telling you that we thought yeah. about. I thought about this, but what the, the compliment came? Okay. The, 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 the compliment came when I absolutely believe that there are people who listen to us or right. have watched him over the years that they would honestly say, "I like it to be Sam in his voice." Now, can you see that happening for people no. who've watched him for 30 years here in town or 20, whatever? Because he has that voice. I've always said, Jr., that when I want to get bad news, when we have things happen in this city that we have to report on, I want to hear from Sam. Because there's something about that voice that doesn't give me any reason to you know, get tense. It, it calms me. No, so, no, he has, he has a great voice. He has a, it's a calm voice. It's an excellent yeah. voice. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't know, know if I want to put him in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I like him right <laughs> well, here. He ain't got to be here. I like him right here. I like him right here. Well, not taking that. it too literal, but that was, a, <laughs> that, was, that was the compliment. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. JR is joining us. Man, let's get right into it. This time of year, is it your favorite playoff time of year? Basketball, is it baseball, is it football? Which one is yours? Favorite playoff, playoff time of yeah, the year? Postseason. Who's it's, got the best postseason for you? It's it's tough. Uh, the NFL kind of comes and goes. It's, you, you can't play series. We know it from there. Baseball is special because you get the you get those the tense atmospheres. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes with the pitch clock. And then you you got a whole stretch here with the NBA. And then if you're you're a hockey fan, it's the same stretch as well, running from from April until June. And so I would say maybe this time of year, it's good to have a season. Is you turn the game on every day, every night, you're, you're going to get a good variety. Uh, Stanley Cup, really, just hockey and me for general. I'm a, I'm a big hockey fan. We got Sean Belichian tomorrow joining but us. I, I, I haven't really hardcore watched for maybe like 20 years. Really? To sit down in, in hockey. Yes, I'm talking about like a Devil's Run and Dinoco yeah. and, and okay. thinking about the Avalanche. And 
I, hockey doesn't have the same vibe. So it's not until right about now that I, I really start diving in. When you see these matchups like the Panthers and the Leafs, you're like, how did these two teams get here? And so this is a good season, I'd say, just because it stretches on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 to me, with, with, with Boston getting bumped out, you know, Tampa Bay, these are you always expect to be there. Tampa win more wins than anybody else right. in the NBA. You see Milwaukee go out. It's like a continuous of March Madness. It is. Which, which I, which I kind of thoroughly enjoy. I love the college enjoy. job because I, yeah, you I, know, I, I thoroughly enjoy that because we don't know who's going to win before we play the first game or whatnot. So, I, and that's I'm, a I'm flash too. March yeah. Madness, I love it. It's, it's, it comes and it goes. Like you blink and you're like, if I miss, like sometimes, and I've had experience, you go out on the road to the Final Fours in Houston and New Orleans, et cetera, and then it's like, hey, here's Thursday, Friday, and it's just like, man, I'm, it's like missing Christmas. Yeah. It's, like, it's like sleeping <laughs> through Christmas, and you're just like, oh, I missed, I missed one of the coolest days on a sports calendar. But I, I'd say this April to June where we get the NBA Finals or NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup, I'd put that there. Yeah, yeah. Your okay. thoughts on the state of the NBA right now as we focus on that in their playoffs, given everything that we, you know, just where it is right now. You Injuries are always a, a bugaboo. The injuries stink. You know, last night to see uh, Devin Booker have to go off with Kevin Durant, I think it's 47 points yep. and, and 39 points by Durant, knowing that there's no Chris Paul. Yeah, you, you want to see the best dudes out there. I know Giannis is, is not in the playoffs right now. Budenholzer doesn't have a job. I was getting to that next you, with you, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, would we have had a different series if he didn't go out with a back? Possibly. And so it stinks that injuries are, are a part of the playoffs. They're always going to be a part of sports. I think that that issue of player availability is sits right in the middle of the, the regular season, too, with all this load management and mm-hmm. how – do you play? Do you not play? Well, my, my calf is a little sore, so I don't want to play at, at 97%. And so it's interesting, but I do appreciate the parity. I don't think there's one NBA team right now competing for the title that is like head and shoulders above everybody else. There's no, oh, my God, here are the Bulls. Oh, my God, here are the, the Spurs. Oh, my God, are the, the Miami Heat with the, the trio going to go out there and just run through everybody. So it's cool to have things Almost, almost on a level field. Yeah, folks, we're spending time with JR Sports Brief. He is here. JR is here in studio with us. And he is social. You can always follow him on Twitter at JR Sports Brief. And of course, you hear him here on Sports Radio 929 The Game late at night. And I stay up because you got a chance to digest things and process things before you come on the air that other people don't. Things are still in the midst of happening. Everything is finished by the time you come. Also, I always like to catch up with what you your take because you've had a chance to process things. Do you like that part about what you get to do? Oh, I, I enjoy it. To be able to, to watch the games, there are games that have concluded, there's games on the West Coast that are going on. So last night, immediately going into the show, I get to talk about Embiid and the Celtics and go into Harden. I then talk about a lot of the stories that take place in the course of the day. I know Canelo Alvarez has a fight. We had a chance to talk about that briefly last night. We talked about... Coach Salah with the Jets and Rodgers. And then the next thing I know while I'm on air, I got a chance just like everybody else to, to watch or listen to the Nuggets and the Suns. And so I get, I get a chance to, to kind of flow with all of the sports that are going on for the evening. And just, just like we sitting at a bar or we sitting at a living room and, and we watching a game. So the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio is, is great. 
And it's, it's happy. I'm happy and thrilled to have it here on 92.9. Let's take a second and go back as we talked about the playoffs because we haven't covered the local team here. Now that they're out and you have a chance to look at it clearly in the rearview mirror, what do you think this Hawks team needs to do in the offseason to continuously or to continue in the, in the That's playoffs? That's the last place we saw you. Was at the yeah, Hawks, the Hawks game. Right. The last place I saw y'all yeah. was at the Hawks game. And, and you know, out about the 41 of them, if I'm in town, I'd say I'd probably hit up about half of the home games. And so I have a chance to see them in person. I have a chance to, to, to watch them on the phone and, and everywhere regardless of what I'm doing. The team has a lot of redundancies. I think from the, the forward positions and, and the big guys, whether it's Kongwu or Capellas or – uh, you know, the backcourt trying to figure out how, how Trey fits in with DeJounte Murray. Somebody gots to go. Like, it's going to happen. The team has hit its apex. I, I pay attention a lot to, A, the team. I talk to people with the team. I watch the team with my own two eyes. I hear what the fans have to say. I hear what people on 92.9 have to say. I was listening to you guys one time, and I heard somebody say, uh, or a caller, somebody said, oh, man, well, uh, we saw what they did in game X, Y, Z. All they have to do is do that again. And it's just like, oh, yeah. no, we, we have a sample size, 82 games. Quinn Snyder came through in, 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 end of the, well, after the All-Star break, and things changed a little bit, but you, you need the players to change. And so whether that's Trey Young or DeJounte Murray, and, and we know he's going to be up for a contract, and you traded the whole world for him, so there's obviously an investment there. Something has to change. Somebody will be gone. It may not be this offseason. It may come at a trade deadline. But this team, as constructed, will not win a championship. And somebody's going to have to go. It's he, facts. He put a tip on this, Sam. I never heard it put like that, but yeah. the redundancy is the best word to use when talking about this team. Well, what's the most – so, I mean, you got the Phoenix Suns here. I, I laughed. I laughed all week long. But a playoff team here is three dudes top-heavy and had – and had four points off the bench. Yeah. They had Bismack Biombo and another guy. I don't know who the other guy is. They scored four points. Yeah. If I got to look at the Hawks as a basketball team, you got John Collins in the starting lineup who now has to go, oh, my God, my lob opportunities are gone because Capella's now here. I also now have to share the ball in offense and shots with DeJounte Murray. So sometimes John is going to disappear. Sometimes he'll be there. He's a pick-and-roll threat. He's not someone that's always going to get the ball and go to work. And then if you look at the Hawks bench, what's the surefire bet to score? Bogdanovich? Is he going to pop off for 15 one day, or is he just going to give you 10? And so there's a lot of dudes who do the same thing that go, well, how do I fit? And, well, Landry Fields is here. And Kyle Corver's here, and it's supposed to be their job to make the pieces work. Will you do me a favor? Will you answer a question that Sam has been asking for Uh-oh. half this season? Oh, my. Because there's a player on this Hawks team that's been MIA as far as he's concerned. Okay. Well, well now, this was after the coach showed up. Oh, after the coach showed up? Yeah. Okay, well, you maybe he can answer your question. Well, Go no, ahead. A.J. Griffin seemed like he was coming along well with this team. And, you know, Quinn Snyder comes in, a fellow Duke man, and this dude's in witness protection. So, I'm, I'm, you know, what, what did you make of that? I was surprised pretty much the opposite. I was surprised he was getting that much burn early under Nate McMillan because it's not, it's not atypical, and he had some great spurts, but it's not atypical that you see a, a, a young dude get that much burn when you got a, a Trey Young who, who, credit to him, as small as he is, he, he's rather durable. We know we see him go out. He's not one of these dudes who's all the time in and out the lineup. I know he had that spat with Nate McMillan. 
But when you have those two lead guards there between DeJounte Murray and, and Trey, you're going to assume one of them will be on the court at all times to help lead the offense. And so I was, I was shocked early on that Nate McMillan was playing him that many minutes. So I wasn't too surprised when Quinn Snyder said, all right, time to have a seat and, and just watch. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. Folks, we're spending time with JR from JR Sports Brief. Great enough to be here with us today. You got something special going on with Special Olympics. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my goodness. So we know the parent company of, of 92.9 The Game is, is Odyssey. Yes. And Odyssey has stations all over America. We're, we're in 50 markets. We got hundreds and hundreds of stations all over the place, even in our, our sister stations here, V103 and WALK, on and on. So for the past couple of years, once we came out of COVID, I started touring with Special Olympics, talking to students all over the country, whether it's Notre Dame or here at the University of Georgia down the road, just about how to get involved in media. And I asked Special Olympics to join me because we see things in media. They're so nasty, so mean, so divisive. And I said, hey, at minimum, you can learn how to be involved, but you can also learn not to be a jerk in the process. And so Special Olympics has been a great partner for that. And so in February, we launched a podcast. We, meaning my company, JR Sport Reproductions, Odyssey, and Special Olympics. It's called Agents of Inclusion. And when I was on tour, I would meet so many amazing athletes all over the country. And I, when I say athletes, I'm talking about Special Olympic athletes. Like, we can idolize the LeBrons and the Hank Aarons. We can go down the list and line of just amazing players, whoever your icons are. We have a lot of those folks in our neighborhoods, Absolutely. in our backyards, our next-door neighbors. There's a woman by the name of Loretta Claiborne uh, at the age of four. Well, she could not walk. She could not talk until she was four years old. If I walk Loretta into this room now, you wouldn't tell no difference. And she's been able to run multiple marathons, and she's actually a lead ambassador for Special Olympics. We have people who get told, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't be here, you can't do that. And so I wanted to tell these stories from these athletes that I've met all over the country. So Agents of Inclusion, it's available wherever you get your podcast. They inspire you to just move. I interviewed a young man yesterday, 36 brain surgeries, Whoa. 36 brain surgeries out of Baltimore, Maryland. His name is Adam Hayes. I said, man, and, and he's bike riding thousands of miles in a year. He might be on his bike right now in Maryland. And I say, why do you want to do this? Why, do you, why are you swimming? Why are you biking? And he's just like, listen, man, I want people to understand because I have a disability, just because I have a different level of ability that I can go do this. He works for Special Olympics Maryland. There's a gentleman by the name of Mike Kelly. He actually works for the Red Sox and one of their affiliates. He worked for, I believe, uh, Princeton or Harvard as their public address announcer. He has an intellectual disability. We have a buddy of mine at WEEI up in Boston, our sister station up there. He's one of the engineers for the entire station group. He would walk by you right now and you wouldn't go, oh my God, he's someone with a disability. And so I've heard so many stories that I wanted to put it in the atmosphere to share them. And so if you're a human being and you're listening to me right now, Check it out, Agents of Inclusion. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. If you need a boost, if you need some perspective, if somebody's telling you you can't do this, you can't do that, listen to these stories, and you will understand that, that the, the limits, most of them that we put, are on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. 
Sam, I, yeah. I, listen, not only do I have the utmost respect for you, and it's grown exponentially right now with what you just said, but that's my charity. That's the charity that's closest to me because I had a cousin who, on my father's side, who participated. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on because I heard about this when I was a kid. He's much older than me. But Special Olympics, A, just being an athlete, period. But, you know, I've had a connection with that organization sort of on the periphery throughout my life and never knew how to make an entry point to do what you're doing. So I'm, and I'm sure you're going to tell me and tell our audience too, but I'm just, I want to say this publicly, I'm a little jealous. I wish I could do the work that you're doing with that organization. Well, this is, this is a a misnomer and, and this is why I love sports because we can all sit and talk about sports and we've made a living about it. And that's, that's cool. I love the fact that we can take sports and kind of bring things together. Can you finish that thought on the other side? we got to take a break. Absolutely. You hang around? Sure, yeah. JR, JR Sports Brief to join us. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. And thanks to Artificial Intelligence next year at Coachella, you can hear this song performed by Michael Jackson. Jeez, oh, <laughs> here. Man. Uh, we have got JR joining us here. JR, of course, you know him, um, sport, JR Sports Brief. You were in the middle of a thought, and we had to go to break. Um, please pick that up. Bring us back to where we were because I want to make sure, sure the audience gets a chance to hear no, that. No, I, I just wanted to let everybody know we were talking about the, the podcast that we that I launched right. with, with Odyssey and Special Olympics, Agents of Inclusion. But then I just wanted to make this final point. You, you had mentioned about getting involved with Special Olympics. People think Special Olympics is like the traditional Olympics that started in Greece. Here every four years, winter and summer. Special Olympics operates in every country all over the world just about. It definitely operates here in the United States of America where it was founded. Eunice Kennedy Shriver helped set it up. It operates here in Georgia. If you Mm -hmm. go to specialolympics.org, you can click. You can go, hey, I live in Georgia. You can then siphon down on what's going on in your area. There are events everywhere. You can volunteer. It's not just, hey, here's a check. And you'd be shocked what you get in return just by showing up. It's not just, hey, I'm going to volunteer. This is charity. This is credit. You'd be shocked what you get out of life and the experience. That's right. That's exactly right. it's not just I'm doing this for you or I feel sorry for you. I'm going to do this. You get something in return. I just want to make that point. And listen, couldn't be said better because it's it's a feeling that you get. It is something that you you can't. You can't articulate it. It's It's an inner feeling. It's called and, being and a the work hu- you do. I, I say it's being a human. There you go. It's yeah. called being a human. That's mine, Sam. Like yeah. I said, Special Olympics has always yeah. been when somebody asked me, which one obviously I've morphed in since my mother with Alzheimer's, but Special Olympics throughout my life has has, uh, has been the one. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Um, JR, I'm bringing you in again on our um, Saturday as we start off the show because we've been gone for five days. We talk about our story of the week, and Sam has one. Unfortunately, this week it was craziness that happened here a few days ago, but mine was was something else. But I really could have chosen the official start of the writer's strike, which happened Hollywood. No, across the board. It's it's across the board. Hollywood's here. Hollywood's here, man. New York, everything having to do with writers. And they shut it down. Now, the directors, they're behind them. But let's focus on what's happening right now. And when that popped, 
May 1st. This has been going on for a while. I don't know how much you have been paying attention to this or the collateral damage now that it's happened. What are your thoughts on when you heard about the writer's strike, how much do you know about it, and do you care? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, damn, do I care? Uh, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a, a, a direct hit on, on myself. Uh, I can empathize with anybody trying to go outside and, and get more money or feel like they're fighting for uh, equal opportunity or more pay, so I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, it's, it's not something I keep up with too much. Okay. I, I, you, you hear threats of, of, of strikes with writers all the time, I feel, when you think about the entertainment business. And then as an overall... I mean, I, I consume a ridiculous amount of news. And so I feel every other every other day in some part of the country, somebody is on a strike. Is it the folks down at the airport with Delta? Is it teachers? teachers? Is yeah. it hospital workers? I feel like I have heard just this week listening to news all over the country, there's, there's, there's the writer's strike. I've also heard about a hospital, and I've heard about teachers who have walked out. And mm-hmm. so – hey, I, we got to fight for what we want, right? Right. Yeah. Um, those other strikes, and, and while – you can start with the teachers, no more important one than that. I know that's right. But those are usually confined to a certain region. I only say that to make this particular argument, that if business shut down because of this writer strike, it conceivably affects 159 counties. Because each one of them in the state of Georgia is camera ready and waiting to get a call from company, whoever. We want to come. <laughs> Sam likes to make fun of them folks down there where the rich is from. We need some swamp land down there in Bainbridge, Georgia. Or, right. you know, and, and they were, they're ready for it because we have every landmass in the state other than an iceberg um, and a desert. So the industry finds this place attractive. Plus, you can get anywhere on the planet in Hartsfield. Sure. So that's what makes it attractive. Again, Everybody's looking to get paid. The reason this is, I believe, going to be cumbersome at best is because it's, a, it's about getting more money, obviously. They're making the same amount of money for what they were making a decade ago. I have been focusing with Sam when I talk about this on the various platforms that are regularly being created that are snatching content and not asking permission for it. Oh, but, digital. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's where the unknown is, the streaming. What's going to be coming in financially to these companies five years down the road that the writers want to make sure they get their their due? It's unfortunate. Anything written on paper or agreed to is always going to take longer than what actually happens in in, in the streets. I mean, everything is always reactive. Things aren't proactive. Nobody looks forward. People go, oh, my God, this took place. How can we protect ourselves? How can we move forward? And then things get caught up uh, on paper or typewriters or computers with lawyers trying to figure things out. And the people actually doing the work who understand it, they got to they gotta go out there and fight for it. So it's unfortunate. Well, the billions of dollars that have been piped into this state, thanks to the industry, at least in the, in the beginning here, is just slightly affected. Let's see what happens down the road. You heard about what happened with Paramount this past week. I'm talking about the people who will write the checks to these writers. They're struggling. They're laying people off left and right. Paramount oh, is we see crazy Vi- Disney. Vice and even you want to think about a newer, you talk about digital and, and, mm-hmm. and places getting money snatched. Vice is going to declare bankruptcy. This is supposed to be the next yeah. CNN or the next, uh, I don't want to put them in Disney's category, but they're supposed to be a multimedia company that also produces content. And they've had, what, a 10-year a, a stretch? And now they're kaput. 
It's it's a wild world that we it, live in right now. Well, I ask you about that as far as as far as what we digest, as far as sports fans and everything is going to stream. I mean, we got it. You know, we got MLS. Feel like they're kind of being ahead of the curve by putting most of their matches this year. You know, going on the stream. We know that uh, Sunday Ticket is going to YouTube. Um, just thoughts about that when, on your perspective, and you, you're seeing it. Well, you know, as, as you all know, I started off, started out my career on YouTube. On 2009, the JR Sport Brief Show started off on YouTube in my bedroom in 2009. And it's taken me all over the world. And to just see how everything has changed from 2009 up until what year we in now. Oh, my God, 2023 is is amazing and ridiculous. And, and technology and distribution and digital isn't going to do anything but continue to change. It was only, I want to say, five or six, seven years ago where the NFL was mad at YouTube. Y'all can't have our highlights on YouTube. You got to pay us for that. The NBA took the approach of, please, we want Bobby in his room putting NBA highlights. The NFL went from saying no to YouTube. Everybody said no to YouTube. Viacom, everybody. You No SpongeBob on YouTube. Y'all got to pay us. Everybody is in bed with you. <laughs> yeah. And so it's very simple. You either get with it or you get left behind. I don't care what the business is. Look, we got Netflix now. Where's Blockbuster? Bed Bath & Beyond is Bed Bath and Gone. gone yeah. Like, it's gone. So now you got Amazon. And so, yeah, businesses, businesses are like people. Industries are like people. We all got a, a life expectancy and you can stretch things out if you want, but if you are slow to change, that axe comes fast. Digital is, is not going anywhere. It's going to continue to move at an accelerated pace. We hope that all of you were paying attention to today's classroom with uh, Professor JR. <laughs> because if you won't, you're going to be left behind. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. All right, well, having said all of that, let me tell you about some of these job opportunities. We sent some folks to, to, to Talladega. I love it. Beginning of this week. Yeah, that's man, cool. there's a scene that's being shot out at Talladega. Extras casting Atlanta. Sam actually called me up this week and said, are you going to go on this thing? I'll go if you go. <laughs> and you told me you wasn't going. I wasn't so going. I, I wasn't going, Talladega man. If you ain't going. Extras casting Atlanta. Not only uh, – you might still be able to get in on this. So you'll see the breakdown on the casting call. This is one instrument I have never known anybody to pick up and even try, let alone know anybody who's ever played it. Oboe. But, no, you're okay. close, though. Bagpipes. You ever seen anybody <laughs> play the bagpipes? Uh, not that look like us. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, there is a need for a real bagpipe player. Uh, I don't know if they found him yet for a wedding scene. So you'll see that up on Extras Casting Atlanta in the breakdown. Um, scroll through. You'll see Destination Casting. There is a need, and I know that January has this for this week, too. Um, there is some sort of Playboy, like, like the magazine Playboy kind okay. of movie being made here. Oh, yeah, really? Seriously. Oh. In fact, you know what? Hang on a second. I'm you reaching for your phone. What's well, going this is, no, no, this, this is oh. new. I actually got this a little Jay, while I don't ago. Know what he, I, I have no idea. Hang I, on I, a second. He said Playboy and then he reached for his phone. Go. Yeah. Yeah. That's good or bad. Here we, here we go. <laughs> you know there's cameras in here, right? <laughs> Be careful. We are casting background for a feature Atlanta Playboy murder with Ty Diggs and April Jones. You oh, heard? April. Hey, I know April Trump. All right, then. Yeah. See, so I we got, make we got, this we got up. Tay Diggs in this? Yeah, man. He just walked off of uh, uh, All-American. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's done with All-American. Well, 
Well, y'all argue about that. I'm okay. telling you, this is a real thing. Wanna, do you want to go there and carry water? What you want to do? This is this is extras <laughs> cast in Atlanta. They're looking for people to be a part of this. This um, you know we're disqualified from that one though, right? Oh, you ain't no, it's all no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay, all okay. ethnicities. See, I just talk about background. It's extras. Oh so they're yeah, looking for but all kinds a Playboy, of a Playboy thing. Oh well, that's different. That's a whole different. Yikes! You know, saying I, they don't want well. Uh, Hugh Hefner didn't want me to. He he gone right. He gone. He gone. He gone. He like him and Ted Williams. It might be frozen someplace, but you're right. Ted, Ted is frozen in that. Uh, <laughs> listen, the way technology going, they'll be able to bring Ted back, get you good 400, 20 home runs, 80 no, RBIs right. real quick. Here's something. That? Here's something that Jr. doesn't know that he brought that up. He don't know that I was in Playboy. No. Centerfold hey. layout. He's, he he got what? I, yeah. What am I? What am I supposed to say? You're not supposed to say nothing. We're going to break. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 